Hi, my name is Drian Arney, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker working in private practice in the state of Florida. Welcome to the Cultivative Conversation podcast, where I engage guests in deep conversation using questions designed to assist with building healthy relationships. These questions explore themes of gratitude, nostalgia, sharing, and learning to invoke togetherness and intimacy through conversation. On this episode, I am joined by Ahmad. Hi. Welcome, Ahmad. Thank you for taking the time out to join me on another episode me. of the Cultivative Conversation podcast. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> All right. So the way that this is going to work is that I'm going to prompt you to think about five numbers. Um, each of those numbers uh, correspond with a question. Okay. And our conversation is going to be guided by your responses to each question and any response, question, or follow-up that I may have to the responses that you give. Okay. Okay. All right, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good, you know. Shoot, it's a Saturday. <laughs> <sighs> I'm feeling good. I'm just feeling good. It's been right. a great day so far. So, how about you give me your first number? All right, my first number, let's go with, let's do 27. 27. What makes you feel the most loved? What makes me feel the most loved? What makes me feel the most loved? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I guess uh, my family. Like the twins, you, my sister. When they, uh, they just, they notice things that I wouldn't expect them to notice. And they compliment me on things that just may not even seem that relevant but they, they mean a lot to me like when you say my food is good yeah or when the twins remember me like that's uncle Mars, <laughs> or <laughs> or when you be like i appreciate you like those things make me feel the most loved yeah, yeah. it sounds like the things that make you feel the most loved are like verbal expressions of appreciation or like verbal acknowledgement um towards the things that you you do for us. Would you say that your love language is words of affirmation or do you think that your love language is something else? I think my love language is probably something else. I just, those, noticing the, the small the small things mm-hmm. are, I, I think, is more important than like, oh, you did that for me. Like, nah, I can't pick you up that one time from there. Like, if you remember the small detail and not something that, as a brother, I'm supposed to do, or as a friend, I'm supposed to do, like, just some little things, like, if you're hungry, I've made you some food, and it's like, yeah, it was good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's still, you think that's still you being affirmed by the words okay. that you hear. Okay. But I think it's something just to reflect on. Okay. I'll think about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your second number? My second number, we're going to rock with eight. What has been your greatest accomplishment so far? I think my greatest accomplishment so far. Let's see. Um, I I want to say it's accepting who I am. I think that's, I think that's been really big, especially at this stage in life, understanding that. I am who I am and growing with that, like growing in that understanding. 
When when do you think that you hit that point when you recognize, wow, I am who I am and I feel really good about what that looks like, what that feels like and um, how other people receive it? Um, I want to say, I think it's weird when I started growing my hair. So I want to maybe three, four years ago. Okay. And... Like, the reason why I say that is because when I first started growing my hair, I had so many people telling me, why why are you growing your hair? Or what are you growing your hair to do? Or, like, how long are you going to let it get? And when I answered that question, it wasn't to their liking, but I was okay with it. Okay. So, it, like, it just kind of reaffirmed a lot of stuff about me and how I felt about myself. And so, it just kind of felt more personal to me, and it just made me feel okay with that yeah yeah it sounds like you made a decision for yourself Mm -hmm. you felt really good about that decision and that feeling was reaffirmed each time someone maybe tried to challenge it and you found yourself reiterating yeah no this is what I'm doing for me and I feel really good in that yeah yeah I agree yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. it started off as a defense thing but it also but then it like matured and evolved into one of those things where like I'm not going to argue with you on this. Like, this yeah. is this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is how I feel. And that just kind of trickled all into other aspects of life. Yeah. No, it's been really great to watch you go through that. I think I was trying to come up with a bunch of words to describe it. But <laughs> I think <laughs> point blank better. period. Yeah it's, yeah, it's been really nice to, to see and to watch you embrace that. Simplicity is key, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What about number three? All right. Number three. Number three is going to be number three. All right. What would the perfect day look like for you? Perfect day. Okay. Let's see. I would start off with, start off waking up, getting a good workout in. Uh, After that workout, getting a a nice breakfast. Like, not a light, but a nice breakfast. Okay. Yeah. With all the food groups involved. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I like this um, this drink by Artist Garden, uh, the yoga one. Mm-hmm. Get that drink to go along with my breakfast. Um, let's see, watch a little Netflix. Um, to about twelve, maybe one o'clock. Start to make some lunch. You know, depending on what I want, I might say a nice steak okay. or some shrimp and grits. Okay. Yeah, and I'm assuming it's your famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can do a little something. Okay, a little shrimp and grits, and then um, maybe have the twins come over for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and if I'm saying a perfect day, right? Mm -hmm. Then I would end it off with grilling. Okay. Grilling for dinner and uh, watching some basketball while I'm grilling. That would be my perfect day. Yeah. Yeah. When would you say was the last time or how long ago did you get as close as possible to your perfect day? Um, I would say, so in that instance of what I just mentioned, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I haven't had all of that together, mm-hmm. but I would say there's been days where they've been perfect and didn't consist of all those things. Okay. I would say, um, like, uh, last week yeah, when the twins was over here and I got the grill also, uh, got to speak to my cousin because you know I, I don't see her all the time. Mm-hmm. So that was a good day. Um, any day when you don't have to do anything, where it's just a chill day, 
and you just picking up picking plans as they come I think uh, I think it's good but I can't say specifically when the last time was where I had like just a perfect day mm-hmm. if I'm going by what I just stated so. yeah would you say that you try your best to like have elements of your perfect day as often as possible absolutely I try to have elements of my, like a perfect day every day okay. so like I'll intentionally find something to smile about every mm-hmm. day and then I'll intentionally aggravate you every day cause that's fun but okay we'll go to the next question What's your fourth number? <laughs> <laughs> What's my fourth number? Okay, I did what? 27, 8, 3. Let's do... We're going to end it all. We're going to do 12. Okay. Do you feel like your childhood was happier than most people's? Um, I'll say... I won't say happier than most people, but most people that know me know that I found a way to smile. So in there, I feel like my childhood was probably, uh, I think, I feel like I made the most of my childhood. Okay. And by not focusing on all the stuff that didn't really matter for the most part, and mm-hmm. just finding a reason to smile. Enjoying what you had and and, and appreciating what you did. I, mean, I guess, appreciating what you did have as opposed to what you don't. Got it. So you found happiness throughout your childhood by choosing to focus on the things that truly made you happy as opposed to focusing on the things that could have made you feel sad, bad, or just not as happy about what you were experiencing. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it, yeah. How do you think that that has, like, your tendency to do that, to focus more on the positive has followed you or shown up in your adulthood? Um, I guess... Just from people around me will tell me that, like, why are you always smiling or, like, what are you so happy about? Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, not to toot my own horn, but, like, you got a great smile, like, because I'm always finding something to smile about mm-hmm. or some, some reason to smile, so. What's wrong with tooting your own horn? Well, you know. I don't. Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a thing of, like, you don't want to sound uh, cocky or arrogant, uh, but... I guess it's not cocky or arrogant if it's the truth, right? If it's the truth and if it's something that you truly feel and that makes you feel good about yourself, I don't think you or anyone should feel bad about celebrating a part of them that they are happy about. I would agree with you there. See, once again, perfectly put, huh? All right, what's your fifth number? My fifth number, well, we're going to bring it on home with 10. What is your most treasured memory? most treasured memory is I I can't remember exactly when she said it but my most treasured memory is my grandma saying it's gonna be alright you got this it's gonna be okay I can't exactly like pinpoint when she said it but for some reason that phrase sticks in my head all the time and I think that's like one of the reasons why I'm able to be so happy because in the moments where so positive I guess yeah, it sounds like in the moments where you probably wouldn't just be happy on your own mm-hmm. if you think about what your grandma said. Absolutely. You feel those feelings that you need to feel to kind of turn it around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One thing that I keep thinking about um, when you were answering the question about your childhood and now we're talking about moments when you're happy or not happy, 
um, is the fact that sometimes we, we put on masks, mm-hmm. right? And so in situations where we aren't necessarily happy, we don't have it in us to feel motivated or to be the life of the party, but that's what the people around us are depending on mm-hmm. or looking for. We may put on a mask so that we can show up as what they need until we can go back to where we feel safe to kind of take it off. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself putting on a mask? I honestly find myself like refusing to put on the mask more now just in how I'm choosing to like live my life. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's unnecessary to um be something for somebody else if I'm not okay with how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And you said that that's something that you've made a decision to do now. What do you think changed for you that, you know, I guess led to you making that decision? I would say just living, more experience with life. Just, yeah, that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. Just more experience and more knowledge, more information about, like, just the way life is. Mm-hmm. So. You only get one of it. You only get one life, so you might as well live it the way you want to live it. Yeah. 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 Thank uh, you for sharing that. I, as someone who gets to like experience you and share space with you, um, it's great to know that you—that's the experience that you have with like masks, um, because you are someone that I feel like I never have to put on a mask with. Like I can show up however I am, however I feel on any given day in any given moment. <laughs> and I don't have to have on a mask and that feels really good. So I'm makes me happy to know that you also feel that way. Absolutely. Like you, you don't have to cover up any part of what you're feeling or what you're you're experiencing um for the sake of, you know, making sure that yeah. I'm okay or the other people around you are okay. I think there are moments where that's that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, to live our lives like that in general can mm-hmm. be very challenging. And knowing the space that you create for me, I'm happy to know that you have that space for yourself. Gotcha. I would also say, like, we both create that space for each other. So I think it's easier when you're around someone who allows you that space. Yeah. And then creates a space for you as well. So I did want to make sure. I want to make sure I said that. So. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. So you made it through your five numbers. I do have a question that I ask every guest. Okay, what you got? That question is, what is one thing that is important to you when cultivating relationships? Uh, communication. Well, can I say two? Let's talk about your first one, okay. and then we can round out with your second okay. one. Okay. Communication. I would say just making sure... You effectively and properly communicate how you uh, want to exist in that relationship, whether it be with the sister, brother, friend, just making sure they understand how you're how you're going to exist. In it. And what are some ways that you find that you communicate that to the people that you are in relationship with? Just being upfront. Like tell like creating I, I won't say creating boundaries but like stating boundaries or um putting putting how you feel out there as opposed to holding back. 
Okay. You know, um, agreeing to disagree sometimes when you have uh, arguments, mm-hmm. and, or I wouldn't even say arguments, just debates, just and understanding that you should come from a place of love, and and not uh, not hate when you when you're speaking to someone you that you value as a friend, yeah, or a family member or anything like that. So you're saying being able to like verbalize how you're feeling at any given moment and being able to provide for the other person, but also not know that the other person is going to be open, willing to hear what you have to say and how you're feeling. Um, And I'm thinking of the word empathy. So being able to empathize with how you're feeling in that moment. Once again, man, you're doing well putting these words together. It's what you do. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not bad with words. I'll say that. Um, But you mentioned that you had two. Yes. So we talked about communication. What is the other one? The other one is kind. Being kind. Um, Being kind. Like giving people that that space for... Giving them a space for grace. Like sometimes people just not going to have the best day. But understand that that doesn't necessarily mean that's who they are. Like people are going to have bad moments in life and understanding that you got to give them that that space and that that room for growth yeah so i think it's really important to be kind yeah i agree with you and i appreciate that um it's your response trigger thoughts for me about just my experience with i don't know if it's the same as being kind but mm-hmm. when you say creating space for grace mm-hmm. i know for um a long time I've struggled with allowing grace in my relationships with other people because I would set expectations for them. Mm-hmm. I would set expectations for what I expected to get from the relationship or how it was supposed to look and feel. And when those expectations weren't met, it's like mm-hmm. my whole world would come crashing down. Yeah. And so I think I'm sure that it's a conversation that we had and me being able to recognize that is a result of conversations that we've had. Um, But it's made a world of difference, me being able to acknowledge, okay, this person, me being upset about this person not meeting this expectation doesn't help me. It doesn't help that person who I still care about. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, it's important for me to take a step back, allow the space that person needs to grow from whatever happened Mm -hmm. so that we can come back together again. And if we can't, then that's a different story. But that shouldn't be the conclusion I jumped to because they weren't able to meet an expectation that I may not have even communicated, which goes back to what yeah. you were saying about openly communicating. Yeah, I think that's I think that's wild right there. Like, sometimes we expect somebody to do something but never express mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, how would they even know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we hold them accountable for something that they don't even know that they should be accountable for. Yeah. Yeah. Or may not be realistic for who that person is or where yeah. they are. Or that's based on something that has nothing to do with them and everything to do with yeah, us I find their experiences. That, right? I find that to be true a lot more times than not. Where yeah. Like an expectation is something that we want mm-hmm. done as opposed to what they actually can do. Yeah. 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 I feel like this part of the conversation can go on forever. It, <laughs> it <laughs> but really we don't, will. We don't have forever for, for this episode. <laughs> Um, so I hope that means that you will join us again for another episode at some point. Absolutely. If you'll have me. Of course I would. Okay. <laughs> um, is there anything that you would like to share? Any questions that you may have for me before we wrap up our conversation? I think I got one. 
Okay. And it would be, what's your biggest fear? My biggest fear? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is not on the list. It well, probably, list. I think it is on the list. Uh-oh. Um, I just can't me. think of the number. But I feel like my, my fears change. Okay. Things that I used to fear, I no longer fear. But I also find myself experiencing new fears. Um, okay. So right now, right now, my biggest fear is not being able to accomplish the one thing that I've always known that I've wanted. Okay. Should I ask what that is or just leave it at that? I'm cool with either one. No, you can ask. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll share. Okay. Um, so the one thing that I've always known that I wanted to do is be a parent. Gotcha. And like outside of like knowing that I've, I've been a person that's been very dedicated to work in my career. Yeah, at have. one point, <laughs> there was a fear that I am so, I'm so deep into work and I'm so... What's the word that I'm looking for? I prioritize work Mm -hmm. so greatly that even if I do become a parent, my fear was that I won't be able to give enough attention, give enough time, give enough to parenting. Um, But that has since changed. And now it's just with the the world that we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. When we talk about politics, the older I've become, the more aware I've become of just how the world works. Absolutely. And so while I may be more confident that I can give the time and attention to being a parent, I think about being able to keep my child safe. I think about being able to create opportunities for my child to have access to the things that I believe that they deserve. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are the kind of like the fears and worries that I have. And it hasn't gotten to the point where I no longer want that thing. But those are worries that I that I I truly have. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I get to say that I know you're going to be a great parent. <laughs> and those other fears we just really can't control. Yeah. But I, yeah. I definitely understand. Yeah. yeah. That's all I had. Well, thank you for the question. No problem. Uh-huh. Like I said, hopefully you'll have me back so we can ask some more questions. Yeah, we will. I've, I've got plenty of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had my brother ask me um, when we were recording his episode, do you really have 50 questions? And I have more than yeah, 50. Knowing you, you have well over 50. <laughs> well over 50. I have, I have many questions. Yes. Um, so I do look forward to you coming back and joining. Um, and yeah, I just want to thank you again for for joining me on this like episode. Like I said, I appreciate you for having me. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up. Wrap it up. Dad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me for this Cultivative Conversation. If you have not already, please subscribe to the Cultivative Conversation podcast and share this episode with a friend.